0: I'm fine. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Vance. It's the podcast about rugby. I'm your host Adam and uh, yes I'm back this week. I do apologize for not making it last week. It was a parent's birthday. Alex, he's with us. You also had uh, parents in town. How, yes. how was that last week?
1: Uh, they're still here, so it is ongoing, um, but, uh, yeah, fine, uh, pretty good, they came around this evening with soup, Excellent. so, sure. yeah, get a meal out of now and then. Quality, so, and they cost more. Yeah, can't complain too much.
0: And how's the, how's the return to work been? Uh, same old, same old, work, work does not change. Um, yeah,
1: yeah pretty much, good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What did I Full on. Uh, um, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's work, work is good, uh, busy, not as busy as I should be, probably, but, uh, yeah, some good on the side. Talk to that again.
0: Yeah. That's uh, what... yeah. to talk for the rugby. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Sorry, i was just uh, talking nonsense. Matt, he's just joined us as well. How are you, Mr. Matthew?
2: I'm um, not too bad thanks I'm glad I got you in time for all the Formula One driver style excuses for last week's performance
0: yes uh, um, I mean I, I didn't think that, that the pod was daring much like a Formula One driver so I won't criticize you also because I can't pronounce names to save my life I have no leg to stand on so you just you did just fine by my book
2: oh, fair enough fair enough
0: Oh, okay, no, I thought you were going to add more, but
2: it mm-hmm. a hard full
0: stop there. Uh, well, look, let's get started in rugby, but I guess I didn't ask you, Matt, you're well, you know, we've got, yeah, to, we've got to do that. all good
2: now, yeah, no, I'm oh, doing
0: okay. good. Oh, okay, well, that's, that's that's cool. Um, so yes, lots of rugby news to, to discuss this week. There was a bit of rugby in New Zealand, um, Saracens are back in the premiership, unfortunately, so we'll, just, we'll have a chat about that, but the major news of the day, plus a few other things, is the All Blacks. Name their test squad for the Fiji and Tonga it is Tonga right yeah it, those test matches uh which is very very interesting uh but I guess if we want to start off British Irish lines coming to South Africa some people are nervous and looking at you he's very nervous now especially after the Bills got thumped by Benetton in the Rainbow Cup final in Italy Alex you actually managed to watch the game uh, I was indisposed mission um,
1: mark and the end of, that, end of that statement. I watched the first half. And honestly after that I was like, okay <laughs> It's like a pretty clear difference in quality between two sides, like I kinda of lost um, yeah. and yeah, I just congratulations to Pennington, honestly. I mean you know, everyone kinda of wrote them off in the final. Uh, and they they can bulls properly. It wasn't. It wasn't a freak result. I don't think. So um, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, the bulls. A lot of people saying you know they they're missing players or whatnot. That's kind of true, but of their starting fifteen, I I don't know. I mean they're missing Boners, obviously, and Dwayne from Eden. but other than that, I feel like. You know, they should be able to challenge in a in a final situation with like one or two players down. So yeah, I don't think I don't think any excuses are 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 really worth the time. Um it is what it is. Bulls watch the bed team on the day. So it's that simple.
2: Yeah, I don't know
0: that Diva Duvinacha or Divinage. Edge. Adnaiing. Uh, Matt, do you watch the game?
2: I watched some of it, and I rewatched the highlights this morning. now this afternoon. I was just curious. Could we? Uh, has anyone raised the the excuse that this is literally the first South African team to like travel anywhere in like a year?
1: I've uh, I've seen on Twitter.
2: Have you? No, I haven't. I've stayed off Twitter for the last couple of days. So I was just curious if yeah. because I mean it, it's a psychological thing as well, surely that factor. And yeah. I, but the performance because. True. Like, the performance I saw, the guys were rattled. Like, they just weren't defending properly. And yeah. Like, it looked like Oaks were just out of their depth more than playing badly. Like, they just...
1: Yeah, it wasn't... I mean, it wasn't just travel. It was, like, traveling to, you know, cross hemisphere. Yeah. And also, uh, performing in front of a live crowd. Yeah, which but, they um, haven't
2: done for a solid yeah. year now, at least.
1: So, I mean, uh, you know... yeah. <laughs> I said no excuses, and here I am
2: giving excuses. No, but I mean, Um, I think these are like weird sort of one, like complaining, giving excuses, missing team members and that. Those aren't valid. This is literally like freak excuses. These these excuses won't ever come up again. These are like very unique circumstances.
0: Mm,
1: Yeah, I hope so.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, well, following the 35 at last, Jake White, the greatest rugby man in South Africa, if you ask Jake White, reportedly anyway, uh, he did say that South Africans do not need to panic just because, as, as I said, I, I love our sport twenty four for good. The best local team...
2: Well, uh, I, mean, I think sh- on paper they yeah. are. I mean, they have, there <laughs> isn't a trophy available in SA that they don't have right now.
0: Uh, I, I, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, as a non-Bills fan, I just, I just wanted to get that out there. Um, and as a Lions fan, Ben, if you're listening, um, I was just joking when I liked that tweet by you. But uh, White, he did admit that the the loss was a good thing, but he also he said it emphasizes South Africa, because we've been in isolation due to COVID-19. We can't just rely on domestic competitions to stay competitive. And to quote White, he said it was a bit arrogant for South Africa to so just assume you're arriving Italy, you beat this club side and you come back home. This is a different proposition altogether. We've been playing against each other for the past months. We know each other backwards, every coaching staff, etc., etc., etc. He also just made the point that uh, Benetton, they're very, very well coached a lot with the other European teams as well. So, um. Yeah. In, in anyway, what might be right? Uh,
2: perhaps. I mean, I mean, he's a bit of a dickhead, but he's not stupid. Like he makes he makes a salient point as long as he's not trying to push his yeah. CV.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he won a World Cup or not, but um, we'll just have to investigate. <laughs> he also praised the Kiwi coach, uh, Kieran K- Crowley. I think that was his last game, for Benetton and so. Um. I'm actually I was just watching. There's the, the show that Jacques Frey and Jean de Villiers do. Uh, what's Use the name of it? it? What? Use it or lose it. Use it or lose it. Huh. Yes, that's right. They spoke to Um I think Austerrand, apart from uh, he's very much an Afrikaans first language speaker. Uh, he, he just said he was a little bit worried about, uh, in a nutshell, continuity. Continuity, excuse me, of the South African teams. We're going to play a few phases, knock on. Uh, it's hard to build momentum. and when uh, I think it's the domestic competitions have shown once teams do build momentum, they can't score, the problem is getting there, I guess. so a uh, bit of a wake-up call. Uh, to you two gentlemen, once the Africa officially takes part in the United Rugby Championship, which kicks off in September, will you be will your eyeballs be glued to the screen to watch?
2: Yeah, of course. No, okay. yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of keen to watch it actually now
0: like, yeah, like this too. one game <laughs> and
2: then a couple of the other Northern Hemisphere games from this weekend, I'm now actually pretty keen for it, I know those yeah. teams the, the games I watched weren't necessarily aren't, aren't in the United Rugby Championship or whatever we're calling it mm. but yeah, it was fun seeing them and I think neighbours of them playing would be interesting
0: Yeah, uh, I think South Africa's only going to make money from it
2: I, think, I saw a headline like, in three or four years
0: not make money from it per se but uh, I think be, be get a percentage of the ownership or well, something like that which 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 is understandable so uh balls putting things together the the curry cup by the way if you weren't watching did start in South Africa over the weekend the uh, <laughs> yeah a few I don't know shocking results I guess it depends who you ask but with a lot of the team uh of many of their best players due to British Irish lines commitments I'm just trying to find the scores. So, I mean, Western Province, uh, as you put it, Alex, their C team beat the Bills' E team, 48 24. The Sharks, they did the business against the Tafel Lager Griquas. They put their cards on the Tafel, winning 30 I think, in Kimberley. And in Nelsprates, the Lions, this is got a little bit of a worry. I know Phil, you're a little bit concerned. They got pumped by the Pumas, 39 10. And the Lions do not have that many representatives in the Springbok camp. I think there's like one or two. So, uh, war- worrying times for the lines, anybody?
1: Yeah, I didn't see that as a result coming personally. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the pubis side is, is pretty solid, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, those of us who followed them during Super OB Unlocked or Super OB as it should have been called. Um, recognize a you know, guys like Etienne uh, Tolleyard and uh, obviously what's the name? <laughs> I was about to say, recognize them and goes in Uh, By half. Anyway, but yeah, they they kept all of the squad together and um, should be a huge surprise that they're competitive with the weakest of the second franchise teams, which is the Lions. But I didn't think they were going to win by as much as they did. So definitely worrying times for Lions fans. Mm. Uh, but let's Ben, in which case, you love love when the Lions a week. Yeah, so yeah. all the weather fans will go home and support whatever their original team is. And Ben and Phil will be left supporting the Lions. Uh, yes, the, uh, as a
0: Lions fan myself, the one thing I do have a gripe with is in the Curry Cup jersey that you're using the Super Rugby Lions emblem. Uh, and they're not—they're not using the Golden Lions Rugby Union uh, lion, which is literally a golden lion. Uh, that upsets me somewhat. Uh, I, I prefer like, you know, a bit of that bit of that history to come on through. But this is a very, very minor gripe. But we'll—we'll uh, we'll leave it to that. So let's see what else. Which do I which have logo
2: here? Are they using now instead of the golden lion then? Uh,
0: the Super Rugby one.
2: Uh.
1: Sorry, not super early yeah, running, excuse have, me. I bigger problem, <laughs> to be honest. On, <laughs> I'm,
2: no, I'm I, just, I was <laughs> wondering if they were switching to, like, I think, didn't they used to have, like, similar to the Sharks have that, like, cartoon shark, didn't they used to have, like, a cartoon lion? And they're, like, reverting back to, like, that. And I'd be, I'd be oh, down for geez.
0: that. I, I, uh, I remember that cartoon lion. It wasn't really good, hey? I think it lasted one or two seasons, and they ended up ditching it. Uh, someone else is ditching it and, and making um, Andrew. Um, who lost in our fantasy rugby final to to uh, to Richard Bryce Higgedy? He has signed with the Leicester Tigers and he'll be taking part in next season's uh, English Premiership. So uh, Bryce heading over, good for Bryce getting a paycheck. Um, yeah, he's alright, eh? Hey? Play a lot of rugby in Australia, I guess. So good for him. He's he is not alright. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> he he is not alright. He's not right. We'll leave that there. But uh, who is all right is the Blues. They ended up winning the, the the Super Rugby Trans-Tasman competition against the Highlanders in the final. In Auckland, I think they won. I don't know the score in front of me. It might have been 24-15. Because I know that the Highlands kicked 15 penalties. Was Ash Dixon's yellow card a red card?
2: I think so. In light of Swinson, Swinton's card becoming a yellow card, yeah. I think you can't argue that Ash oh, Dixon's one was, it. was a, was a red because of that Swinton decision happening in the week, you can't then... Unbelievable. You can't upload yeah. Dixons as a red
0: Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that, Matt, because as, as Matt just noted, uh, Lachlan Swinton, who got red carded for, oh, I don't know, a, a brain implosion, costing me my daddy derby against Alex, by the way. What hey. a yes, I uh, Anyway, he uh, um, put his face into Lachlan Bush's face, shoulder into his face, and as a statement read that it was actually a clean gone wrong in a nutshell i don't know how they managed to reach that conclusion but uh fair point matt i can't argue with you if they have yet swinton's is yelling and so is uh Ash jackson bit of a, a ridiculous one but a good one on the blues bit of a hollow title i mean i love how the new zealand press are writing oh it's their first title in 18 years um that seems a bit rich to me
2: no it's a title they didn't say it's their first super rugby title they just said first title
0: I guess so. But, I mean, they've won I mean, Auckland itself, the home union for the Blues, they've won MPC NPC once or twice since in that time.
2: Yeah, but that's also it's like saying it's the difference. It's the difference though between the franchise and the club. Like they are, they do distinguish it, just like we do in SA as well. Distinct, even yeah. though our franchises and our clubs are pretty much the same. whereas there's they have a few more feeders. We generally don't even consider our feeders separate entities or whatever. Yeah. But, like, they yeah. do. So, that the entity that is the Blues hasn't won in 18 years or so, or won a title in 18 years.
1: Yeah, where even the Auckland's won.
2: Yeah.
1: We're, so, like, so like West Province may have won the K Cup. Storms have never really won anything other than the conference championship, which is worth nothing. No. But uh, together, that's true. I didn't watch this game, and I'll tell you why. No. I kind of lost interest as soon as it was confirmed that, you know, Charles Tasman would be using this season. Yeah. And it just it felt like, you know, it's hard to, to kinda of get excited for that anymore. Um I uh, not that I wouldn't ordinarily be excited for it during like a fancy voting season. But um you know, as a match we've seen it play out like so many times recently. Um I don't know, and I, I was the first to criticise the, the whole system during Super 15, where uh, conferences yielded champions of the top three automatically from different nations. I was the first to poke holes in that. Not the first, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. I was, I was quite happy to criticise that. And, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like... More of the same. Like uh, I, I had I think to do on Saturday morning, and I wasn't going to put them aside to watch yet another Derby, that didn't count towards fantasy points. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm falling out of love with Dzindzabid. This, yeah.
2: this is most probably this. What is twice this season, twice last season, so the fifth time we've seen this fixture in <laughs> a calendar year essentially.
1: Yeah. No, precisely, and that's why, mm. yeah, I I guess it's, it's why I couldn't
0: be excited for it. Mm. But probably the most exciting thing around the fixture was the Crusaders um, changing the colours of their their two penis logo to match Thank the Highlanders colours. Um, because they're on the South Island, or uh, well, the Blues are on the North Island in New Zealand. I know that much about New Zealand geography. Uh, I, I don't know if it's good bands. It seemed a bit weird to me that one team decided back another. Like breaking the code you don't often see organizations go out on the limb and say we definitely want these oaks to win yeah anyway that, i don't know that, that that's a minor point i thought it was a bit weird uh what else is going on obviously the box are playing Georgia tests then they'll be confirmed if you host at ellis park and or Emirates airline park and at loftus they will not be broadcast on the sabc uh unfortunately nor will the sabc b- broadcast the british irish lions tour in a statement on friday there's a BBC said it not been possible due to the rights restrictions imposed by a Super Sports. Fuck, it's um, so
2: stupid by Super Sport.
0: It really
1: is. Because it's
2: like a once in 12 year thing, and it really is an easy way to like broadcast it on like a two hour delay. If you really are that much of a cunt about
1: yeah, it. Yeah, and I mean, no one's gonna sign up for DSUE now that it wasn't really signed up. Yeah,
2: because I, I think they. And no one's gonna. They just. to no
1: disconnect from the just because of the lines to a big broadcast Yeah So I I mean Honest like obviously i'd have to look at the business case that they put together but it sounds like pretty hollow reasoning
0: to me Yeah CBC and ESPN, they they know that springbok matches they defined uh, By a as national sporting events. They're free to air broadcasters are mandated by the regulator to make, these, to, to make this possible. Uh, the SABC they had launched the SABC Sports Channel, uh, but it says it cannot broadcast on it as it depends on simultaneous distribution via several different platforms, including uh, DTT, OpenView, and Telcom One. And in this statement, the SABC said the SuperSport restrictions go against the spirit of the broadcasting regulations, uh, and the SABC maintains that SuperSport imposed sub-licensing restrictions. are prejudicial, prejudicial to the SABC. Sorry, that's just ran. Uh, oh, that you, can maybe, that you can hear in the background um, It's a bit of a pity for those of you who don't follow South African politics, the SABC has been in a bit of a shitstorm for the last five years, they, are, they, they have uh, I think retrenched a third of their staff and they're now coming close to running or breaking even after many many years of mismanagement, but it is unfortunate, I don't, is there value, let's say SuperSport said, I said maybe that this is part of the offer, oh you could broadcast it after we broadcast it like they did a few years ago, Yeah. Uh, do you know oh, the
1: results?
2: Yeah. I mean, didn't they... So I don't you, know why they do not do that. I know for a fact, I mean, they they even broadcast, I think, the... Is it not this World Cup that... Was it the previous one? Yeah, I think it was the previous World Cup. They broadcast, yeah. like, live, actually, they broadcast the spring yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not outside their purview. They have done it before, but anyway. I think, yeah, no, it's... I think it's almost petty by multi-choice to hang on to it so tightly.
1: It is very petty.
2: Because I mean, SABC, they've even managed to wrangle some of the top four, like certain top 14 matches to play on their sport channel. Yeah. And they've got some French games in that. So, mm.
0: and I yeah. think multi-choice, their financial results, they're the company that owned DSTV and that owned by Nusspass. Um They've they re- they've returned a quite a healthy profit in the last quarter, of the last fiscal year. Uh, some of the business news I've seen, so it's not really an issue of money, perhaps, but who knows? I mean, maybe there's been some bad blood, but an opportunity missed, I do think that we could all agree. Um, I did see a story, unfortunately, it is behind a paywall, uh, but it is by uh, some uh, 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 Kamenizer, the, 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 the well-known rugby writer, who's writing for City Press. He, I can only see a few words. Yes, so I'm going to do the best I can. It's the rabbi they're lobbying the government for months? Uh, for the right to have fans attend the boxes three tests against British Airlines. Uh, it requested how it's now be upgraded to include the two warm up tests against Georgia. Um, the, the, the vaccination program in South Africa for COVID 19 has started rolling out, but that's targeting high risk individuals, so individuals over the age of 60, doctors, and uh, the next phase is set to begin the next week, the following week, targeting uh, civil servants and the like. I don't see how this is going to change. Uh, I hope it does. But then you also have the ticket staff for you. Matt, have you got your money back?
2: Yeah, I've got mine tickets? back. I've been, Alex, I, I haven't got mine back
0: yet. That's not that's not ideal, You just uh, ask Ask for the money yeah.
1: back. Yeah. Oh, I'm, worried. I'm worried because my card expires within this,
0: mate. Uh, yeah. I bought, I bought something overseas. Uh, I never got it. It was a T-shirt for, for a band I like. Uh, it, it never arrived. So they said they could give me a discount on the same card. My card expired, so I'm going to get the dreaded store credit. No. which is yeah
1: the, the dream you're going to have to you get a t-shirt for a band you don't like oh,
0: yeah it's yeah it's a bit upsetting I'm going to have to send it to the UK so it doesn't get nabbed in customs sorry Matt I interrupted you
2: no what I was going to say though yeah because I mean they want to have what's it 10,000 or whatever but it. I think I saw Wim brought up this point as well I think when I say Wim I mean Wim Rugby and mm-hmm. I think it's Matt. Quite a valid point that yes, it'd be nice and it's fantastic to have ten thousand fans in the stand and in a fifty thousand seater, yes, you can spread them out well enough and all that. But it's a slippery slope because then now there's precedent. Now there's okay, cool, you've okayed this gathering mm. here. Now why don't you gather why don't you okay this gathering? You have to okay this gathering. And it's gonna and it just sets, I think, a precedent that is maybe long term, like short term, it'd be fantastic to actually have fans in the stand. But I think long term, it's not ideal right now.
0: Yeah, I was. If they do that, as you said, the, the local football leagues are one, etc., etc., etc. It's a pity, but I mean, the authorities will need to make the decision that they need to make. But South Africa is amidst the the third wave. I know many people in my near vicinity and social circles who've got COVID. This time, So I think it's the worst one yet, ironically. Um, so the government, I think, I mean, we, we do give them a lot of crap, but uh, even, even this podcast, but they've genuinely tried to make the best decisions of public health. So as much as I'd love, spectators, I kind of, I think you're right, Matt. It sets a nasty precedent that government won't be able to walk back. Um So probably best to leave it at that. Let's see, we've got Brass hickety. I'm just looking through the other news here. Oh, yeah, Saracens, boo. they got promoted to... English Premiership They're back uh, They beat Ealing 57-15 And there's after winning the, the first leg 60-0
2: So did you see They also tweeted out a, Tweeted out a big promo picture Like we're back Aren't you all excited And I think no.
1: Did you miss
2: us yeah. yeah did you miss us Sorry and everyone And I think everyone sort of After watching the four sort of semi The four semi-finals teams Playing this weekend Were like No not really uh, yeah, not, not actually, yeah, not at all. Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of which, I mean, we, we don't talk a lot about British Rugby, but uh, Bristol Bears threw away a 28 0 half time lead. I
2: don't know that you to... can say they threw away. I think Quinn's just played a lot better. Uh,
0: well, I, I don't know when yeah, you're that match up um, at half time. Yeah. You're right, though. Quinn's have to win the game. Oli Quinn's ended up winning the game 36. 36- Something. So I don't have the score in front of me at and, and, and full time. So I heard that was a great game. I know Squidge was um tweeting very vor- voraciously about it. So I haven't watched the highlights.
2: It's worth watching Apparently the highlights. Was, Some of yeah. the tries are fantastic.
0: Yeah, I must. Uh, I, this is why I'm so keen for the box beyond the the, the UWC United. No, it's United or you United URC. Sorry. Yeah, so
2: it's the opposite of the New York New York rugby team. So it's not <laughs> yeah, rugby United. Bad. It's United. Not the University
0: of the Western Cape. Um, I'm, that's why I'm excited to see. It's our teams to a non European competition. That's going to be interesting. Then I mean, I'll be cheated up uh, for that, especially. Uh, speaking of, I guess I'm trying to find a good segue for the All Black squad because a lot of players are in Europe for Fiji, perhaps, but they're not. But anyway, uh, All Black squad for the first year, named by Ian Foster, has taken place. There were a few new caps. Finley Christie may be an All Black. Uh, TJ Peronaro is not allowed to play for um, All Blacks until he plays for Wellington first. Uh, while Brady Ritalik and Boden Barrett have been parachuted straight back into the team after the stints in Japan assuming it was in their contract to allow to do so but as noted Ritalik is back after two seasons in Japan uh, which is very exciting and then other new caps uh, Quintipaya very interesting uh, I know the All Blacks uh, and we, will, we will go through their, their, their possible starting team now now but uh, Young Gun had a good season so he's involved uh, Ethan Blackadder he's back and then Harden is prop Matt Ethan De Groot De Groot? Sorry. I <laughs> went to De Groot. Um, it probably is yeah. De Groot,
2: but De Groot
0: because. De Groot, yeah. Up, De up De there Groot. with Hoysen. Yes. Oh, gosh, let's not even go there. Uh, they're all new caps in the squad, plus there's a few other guys. David Aveli, he's in. So um, I think he's listed as a centre, ironically. Um, I feel quite bad for him. Luke Jacobson, he's back in the squad as well. Um, Don Papeli. He's going to go to two caps, so it's, it's light on caps, as, as I managed to actually note that none of their props have 30 caps. Overall, your impressions of the squad? will start with uh, you, Matt. What did you think?
2: Um, It's not a bad squad, actually, overall. I'm actually kind of looking forward to it, because I do like them being so light on caps, because I think we were discussing how they may be struggling with depth in the past, and especially with cent like so, we brought up their centers not being great a couple of times, and mm. I think now that they are plumbing as deep as they can with centers right now, it's interesting because Fiji's won to I think bloody their nose by accident I'm sure if they do do not if they don't actually take that game seriously and who it's who else is it Italy or France?
1: Uh, yeah, Tonga I think
2: Tonga Tonga. There is another isn't there another Six Nations side it is or did
1: I it, think uh, Italy, I think it's the only one because yeah. France is touring Australia and obviously the other four are coming to that
2: yeah I think Ireland is playing someone else somehow as well I think oh no Japan I think's going uh, to play Ireland or something
1: hang on let me Google you, you might be right I
2: think I think Japan's playing uh, Lions and then Ireland afterwards yes
1: well Japan's playing the Lions this week
2: Yeah, they're playing soon, and then they're playing Ireland at some point after that. But yeah, I think I overall I kind of like the squad a fair bit, and I'm excited to see because I mean, essentially, all their caps are at lock, and then everyone else is spread out with a fair few youngsters.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't think there are any obvious omissions, which is quite rare. Um, I mean, the weakness in centre is a weakness that I think has played the teams in total. Yeah. You know, throughout the um Super OP, uh, our terror and throughout the season, It's probably been the weak weakest position. That in front row. So I'm not too surprised. But I'll, as I was saying on Twitter earlier, like it's easy to pick a form squad from from the teams. Like that I think anyone can do. Yeah. But picking picking a form fifteen is gonna be a lot harder. And that's kind of why they lost in my opinion at least in the semi final against England. I mean England were really good. But I don't think they've played their best fifteen. And part of that I think is that they didn't know what their best protein was. And that, when I look at this squad, other than a few obvious... Performers, um but um, even at key positions, I mean, like it's almost a no-brainer that Richie Monger should start for them and flower right? Yeah. I mean, Richie Monger was like unstoppable in dry season yeah. but then you see Ben Bad, he's in the squad as well, and you're like, like, well, you know, do you not play Ben Bad? Like, okay, I wouldn't play Ben Bad just because he's been Japan, but like you know what I mean? It's, it's a really difficult decision to make. And similarly at, at fullback, I and mean, we'll go through it just now, but Jordy Barrett as opposed to and uh yeah, like, okay, this season, Will Jordan has been as dominant as he was last season, but still, you know, like, you gotta leave one of these guys out. And similarly, you know, Habibi Rico, A L B. Topiah okay I'd be quite happy leaving in or out but like you know who do you pick at 12 for example so mm-hmm. it's and with Sam Kane now should you pick an open side like I think picking a, a starving 15 for this all-black team is actually going to be quite hard uh, we'll have a good now but I think that might be the downfall if they're playing this uh, top team is you know leaving it's it's question of who you leave out but a you pick so, it's going to be tough. I'm, I'm really interested to see which way they go on this one.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of people wanting Foster to fail. Because, uh, even the players weren't, weren't too thrilled when he was appointed. But fair play. So, I think, I mean, Tupai, I just like that pick. shows a bit of boldness. I'm not happy that Bridge got chosen. Um, I just don't think he's shown enough form to merit it. Yes, he's got experience, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, a guy like Jonah Nareki... Who, has, who, in a way, offers exactly the same skill set uh, as George Bridge. Maybe he's just not as experienced, but that's the word. Or even a guy like Lester, um Fahinga <sighs> Anuku.
1: Fahinga Anuku. Fahinga Anuku. Yes. Fahinga Anuku.
0: Anuku. Did I get that right? Close enough.
2: Close enough <sighs> um, no one to, any, for to
0: those of you who, obviously, uh, I do apologize um, for my hideous uh, pronunciation. I, I won't make excuses. About that. It's just shit. Apologies. But he could have even gotten involved. It irritates me that uh, they speak of him as an option at centre. I don't think he's a great centre. As, as uh, Often, when he's at centre, maybe improved. I found the Crusaders' wings often didn't get a lot of ball because they never left his hands. He always took contact, which is a bit different from 12. If you can resile quickly and then play phase play. But anyway, but that's that's what water under the bridge. So, uh, as Alex mentioned, it is quite difficult to to pick a starting team. So we're here to help the New Zealand selectors because that's what we do. We're a very helpful bunch of guys. So each of us, we're gonna run through the positions one, one through five, six through. No, six, seven, eight, nine, six to ten. Sorry, I had to count. And then um, eleven through fifteen as a starting team. So Matt, we'll start with you. Which batch would you like to do?
2: Well, I'll do what's in my wheelhouse, and that's one to five.
0: All yeah. right. Well then, uh, go for it. And
2: uh, tell us okay, who's, who's going to so start. bear with me. My first choice front So it's probably a little light in caps, but I think it'll work. So. I think Bauer's done really well in replacing Moody after his injury and he really has stepped up so I'd give him the starting one jersey just looking at your options at one because it's Bauer De Groot and Tuina Cafe, and Tuina Cafe's not been that fantastic this season anyway so I reckon Bauer won A Cafe 17 and then at hooker I would start Taylor and then this is where it might get a bit controversial but then I'd put Amua at 16 rather than th- rather than Coles and have Taylor and Coles almost rotate as who the starting is be- depending on because I feel like Amur does a lot more coming off the bench than either of them and then at 3 I would go. I'd uh, give the starting jersey to uh, Nipo Lawalawa and then the reserve to Ang- Angus Tavo because as well I mean Tyrell Lomax is about as lucky as Quintipaya to be in that group. Yeah. So I think like, yeah. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah. so yeah. That's that's my front row, and then Lux, you'd have to. Yeah, White Lock has to be there because he's captain, and then you've got to decide though. So it's weird because I wouldn't necessarily pick White Lock and Ritalik just because Ritalik's coming off two years of Japan and no real nearby contact Tui Pilatu's on such a high right now and I'm assuming yeah. someone's going to take Scott Barrett in the loose forwards anyway so I would go Whitelock Tui Pilatu and then rotate between Tui Pilatu and Ritalic most probably and then Vai just as overall injury cover.
1: Just. I think yeah, it's actually quite a, quite a strong group of locks now that I look at. Yeah, no, it's a d- mean, t- terrifying... T- super st- is, like, the rookie, and I'm a huge fan.
2: Yeah, no, it's a terrifying grouping of locks, and that's why I said, like, all the caps. Like, I think, besides Tupo everyone else is, like, an elder statesman of the game.
1: Yeah.
2: Even Barrett, who's a youngster in that group, still quite... He's got quite, yeah. a, quite a seasoned career.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Adam, do you want to do Lucy's and inside backs? Or yes. Or centres and outside
0: backs? No, I'll do loosies. Um okay. I'll, I'll leave the centres to you. I'll just, just see what you have to say <laughs> for that. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find where's my squad list. Here we are. So, because uh, I'm going to shut my lack of knowledge, I always get confused. So I'll just start with eight. Actually, wait. Hmm. Eight, I'll probably go Hodgkin's two-two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um... I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying. I'm just trying Especially to think about this
2: weekend. Actually, he did quite well this weekend. Yeah, I, was,
0: I know Blackadder. Is, is a six. C- correct. with sevens is unfavourable position, but they don't really. There's also Shannon. Oh, this is this is actually really difficult. Yeah,
1: um, I was. I was kind of happy to get things the start.
0: Button. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I mean, I didn't, I, to, I didn't want to touch props on this. Okay, course.
0: well look, Audi Sevilla must be your.
1: I'm actually so confused. Sorry. Well, don't, don't worry too much about the roles, because with with Sam Kane injured, there's no true open side. Like, the closest they have is probably Papali, mm. and I, I don't think, you know, he's not already a picture extraordinaire. So, this is what I was saying about, like, the, the difficulty of picking a starter for teams.
0: Yeah. Um. I guess i I go with Hoskins. You got to start Artie. That's easy. I just don't know where you put him really. Um. Yeah. And then I guess for the sake of balance, I'd probably start Papaliki, To to be quite honest. So I think the Papaliki, But I feel like I'm playing. Well, I'm playing either either both Artie or Papaliki out of position. And for some, I I always get confused the you know, open side. Uh. uh blind well, side.
1: I, I, I did, I did a little like policy. Yeah. Where he, you know, he's not, he's not a, a not pitcher, He's not really uh he's not big enough to be side But you know, his natural position, which is 8, is taken by a superior player yes. um, in terms of form something else. So yeah, i do not. I would. I mean, yeah, not to sort of stereotype him, but. Um, I don't think I would start properly. I think I just embrace the physicality that you have in the in the room. Um, if Ma- if Matt Lock pick Scott Barrett in the second row, then yeah, sure I'll pick the Barrett seven or six rather, Sorry, uh, blind side and Hardy Severe open side and substitute eight.
0: Yeah, I'd have a, 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 on that logic. I'd rather
1: have Ethan Blackadder
0: than over um, Barrett because Blacko still offers you the physicality then the only issue is really at the breakdown um, then New Zealand maybe have a little bit of an issue if
2: someone like Jacobson come on in the second half then at mm. least. he's at least a bit more of a fetcher out of them as well
0: yeah I, I mean Shannon does does all of it but I kind of I just they don't really this is why the fact that Bashir is not a cat or black is a bit of a crime I mean Blacko's is a rock right, there's no specialist here I mean I mean all these guys c- can do the work I'm just worried that if it's Team really wants to beat them. They can target the breakdown heavily, but they have to get rid of the entire pack in fairness. So yeah, I guess I guess that those are options when it comes to lose forwards. Um, I guess and that leaves me with the halfback. So that's easy, Aaron Smith. Um, and then at ten, I've always been a start Barrett guy over Moanga. Or no, that's not that's not exactly true. Yeah, maybe it is. I just I just never liked Barrett at 15. I think they kind of wasted his skills. So. Just, just based on form and the fact Morgan has been playing well, closer to the New Zealand selectors' eyes, I can't speak about the quality of the top league. Probably stop Moringa at 10. Barrett on the bench. I would not use Barrett at fullback. Not at all. I know Barrett's made similar comments about that. Now after Terry Black off to Japan, uh, along with a few other Blues players, um, Barrett will then be slotting straight back into 10 at the Blues next year. So I'll probably start Richie Mo at 10, and Aaron Smith, who was outstanding uh, all season long, at 9. And then, two, and then, in terms of Lucy, just to repeat, uh, Hoskins at eight. Open side, I'd probably have Artie. And then, blind side, probably Dalton Papali because it was work in the ground. But if not, I'd rather have Black God over there and over Scott Barrett being transported into that role. So that's me in that respect.
1: Cool. I've then given the flankers the wrong way around. You. you know what? Um... <laughs> <laughs> did, did I get it the wrong way around again? Yeah, the open side is usually better And so, why do they use the system everybody else uses? Also no, we one the ones we're yeah. the
2: one place that's wrong.
1: Fuck. But but also you didn't use numbers, you used the yep. open side blind side which, you which everyone
2: on. universally gets the same. It's just <laughs> yeah. we have different numbers.
0: It's, I, I've only just learned props. Tati righty, Lucy, Lucy <laughs> lefty. So you're ones, you lose head.
1: I think. Yes. Tell I got yes. the ass, well yeah. done. That's true. It took me well years done. to learn that. So. <laughs> Anyway, please, please do that. So, um, yeah, you know, this is, I've been staring at this list of centers trying to figure out who the best 12 is. Um, Because I think I would start Anton Leonard Brown at 13. Well,
2: ball calls.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's also, he's, uh, okay, I'm going to walk back on that. I'm going to start LB at 12. Okay. So I know he's got the hands. And I know he's flexible enough um, to, to make the adjustments. And in 13, I'm going to play Rico. Um, Eno, I think, is lucky to be in the squad. Javili is there just because he's so good, he can't be left out. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to reserve judgment on whether Pi makes the bench or not. But I do think he's the 13 of the future for the All Blacks. I'm a huge fan of Quinch I don't think Rico Ayani is the proper center. I think he should have stuck the wing. I can see why I made the to switch to though. Um, yeah, so my starting 12, 13 will be LB and Rico, respectively. Then, in terms of outside backs, I'm starting with Severi re- supporting. 14. And I'm starting Jordy Barrett at 15. And just because he's he's been injured, I'm going to leave George Bridge out for the time being, even though he's the only left wing in the squad. And I'm going to actually play Will Jordan at 11. And my bench is going to be. Damien McKenzie 23 and on that basis I think I think Quinn makes the bench 22 because between Jordy and Damien McKenzie they kind of have the wings covered Enrico Um, and your outside back will be covered so you can afford a a specialist center at 22 and Quinn is pretty much the only specialist center outside of LB in my opinion um, that's worth playing Brandon Hall is a center slash wing, Havidi is a jack Walter as he played anyway but none of them are really specialists and Tupia, I think is really good so I would, I would go with yeah. LB Rico and then uh, Jordan 11, Reese 14, Jordy 15. I uh,
0: like uh, I like the back three. Um, yeah, I guess from a bench option perspective New Zealand, no complaints there. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think. I don't know. I don't like LB at 12. I prefer at 13. I'd rather have LB at 13 than Rico. But then I guess you posed the question: who plays 12? Um, exactly. That's my problem.
2: So maybe, maybe, wildcard, seeing as Adam yeah. hasn't chosen Bowden Barrett at 10, there's your 12 option. It's, tr- it's true? Yeah. I, I don't know if you... No, 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 yeah. I wouldn't. I think it's a terrible idea, but I'm just saying. like, It's <laughs> a, it's an option right now, and it's a wild card option that yeah, exists.
1: So, uh, or you play Bowden Barrett at 15, or Damian McKenzie at 15, and you play Geordie at 12.
2: That's also a very well, really I mean, good option. Actually, that's not a terrible option either.
0: Oh uh, I won I, I Jordan at 15, eh? No. He was the best overall fullback. I don't know. I know Jordan is very good. but
1: I'll, t- I'll tell you what would really have me shaking my boots. Is if Brandon Enor's place was taken by Nani Lamapi. Yes. Yeah. Because then at least yes. you also
2: know who's playing 12. The 12.
1: Because then if, you, if you're if lining up against the back line of Aaron Smith, Richie Monger, Nani Lamarby, Leonard Brown, and then the back two year any of Jordy Barrett, Deveris gave me his knee, Jordan, George Bridge. That would have had me shitting myself.
0: Yeah, and you've got a guy like Tupiah, explosive, Havili. Mr. Um, Swiss Army Knife though, I know he wants to play 50, and that's your, those are the guys on your bench. Mm. Um, yeah, I've... I said, and, the, and they wanted to cut him up his pay. He was misused by New Zealand. I mean, that's... That, the fact that he wasn't chosen, for the World Cup squad, which came back to haunt them by the way, as well, because yeah. they just didn't have anybody who can get over the game line. And over the course of Super Rugby um New Zealand and even Trans Tasman you can see he line up his skill set. He didn't score many tries, but as a distributor, his kicking game was on point. Uh set up a lot of assists and then towards the end he showed his power game. So he was a round player, just like Mar Nani ended up becoming
1: so I was I was literally just thinking Mar Yeah when you described like his like the way he developed the game. I think that's exactly what none did. Uh,
0: it did. It's it's a huge problem. I mean, I like Jack Goodhue because he's your seven out of ten performer, but yeah, I, th- I think a trick a trick has you missed. But, uh, well, uh, otherwise I agree. Uh, apart from George Bridge, so I don't really rate him right now. Um, I, I feel like Jonah Nareki offers you a bit more as an example, but I'll leave it at that. So, um, if if you're South Africa, then it's say We beat the British Irish Lions two one. Fingers crossed. Um and we ended up facing this team in the rugby championship. Would we beat them? Assuming we play to our ability. Which is a big
1: if right now. Mm. I think I think so. I think we've got a more balanced forward pack. Yeah. Um and I think we'll be able to neutralize their their back line. I think. Oh, I think they've, they've got way more talent that in the back line. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I think our forwards will will dominate theirs.
0: Oh, well, I just, if Brody can get back, uh, just the fact he's back adds so much. But he's also, he wins ball on the ground. Um, he yeah. is, like, he's that. So maybe that's also him adds a lot about uh, to the question of what the other trio ends up resembling. And then Matt's in facing Australia. I mean, I know you guys had a cracking job going through the squad last week. Um, the box face. I feel like you get a bit of a different challenge, and South Africa has always traditionally struggled against Australian teams for whatever reason. Even the, even if our pack packs better, tactically they just seem a bit smarter. Um, so if you faced a version of the Aussie team you named last week, how confident would you be about beating them?
2: What if the SA faced Aussies? Mm. Fairly confident. The, oh. fact that, the fact that we only named like three names, so that's only three players, so we're good. I mean we'll thrash
0: fifteen on three, we'll thrash them. <laughs> no, but I made the assumption <laughs> you did a deep dive into Australia and just had so many names in your head you only got to three. You yeah, know? No. That that that's kind of the process I assumed you
1: went through. But, so. uh, well, we we played the game a while ago and we we said that if you do a three and three, so you pick one front row, one uh loose five, so lock slash loose forward, and one back line player from each nation and then so for Australia it would be for example Tupo. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. let's say Harry Wollstone,
0: mm-hmm. I guess
1: so on form, yeah, yeah so. and then let's say Marika Corabetti,
0: uh, I'd say Tom Bags, I'd, I'd,
2: I'd be silly, <laughs> I'd almost say you'd almost want to s- like a centre there like the th- a 13 or something actually.
1: You probably would, but I don't think any of are good.
0: No, they're not that great, eh? Hey? True. They're um, doing I mean, some
1: career reviews in the wilderness of the month.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, what that what that side screams of is work rate. Wilson yeah. and Tupo and, and Fitness. And for South Africa, what you choose? Peter Steff? Um, off. gets a 100%. And then... Colby. Colby. Wait,
2: who? Oh, Colby, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, because Colby um, yeah. will just avoid every tackle. Because, so I mean, you've got pace with Kitsaf, and Peter Steph's got work rate. So you can sort of yeah. give up some of that with by putting in Colby. Yeah,
1: you can then for, for yeah, also. You might have to specify the dimensions of the field. But yes. Yeah. Uh, New Zealand, I think. If so you're a pretty Cody cool Taylor. Um, yeah. Then probably RDE. Yeah. yeah. And and then probably like Richie Manga would I think like Richie Manga's biggest asset is the assumption that he's going to use the players around him.
2: Yeah.
1: And then he doesn't, and he can do it all by himself. But in a two and three situation, you're not going to make a mistake. I
2: think. So you. Someone... I would have picked
1: Reese. Design. I'd, like that, that, that I'd probably pick between 19. Damien McKenzie, but he's not there yet. So, used to it. so yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe. He's...
2: I would pick um, if if he's on form. Uh, Bowden Barrett. Cause yeah.
1: uh, that's true. Jets.
2: Because he's also, yeah. and he is a one-on-one player. Like we know this. He's Damien McKenzie is essentially trying to be him.
1: You know yeah. who I'd back like to beat Burden Barrett one-on-one.
2: Geordie just by being Chibode and Barrett times <laughs>
1: 1.2. That too. But I'll pick nine Lamapi. A, Actually, because
2: he's
1: yeah. done it for four, and B, because he's fucking terrifying.
2: Yeah, no, true. But he's not in the squad. Ha ah. <laughs> ha. <laughs>
1: <No,
2: man. Chuck's laughs> on you. My ah. only weakness. <laughs> my Yu-Gi-Oh, you fell for my Yu-Gi-Oh trap card. I'm not in squad. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, okay, well,
0: I think that, that'll wrap it up for, um, uh, I think our discussion of the New Zealand teams. they'll probably f- beat Fiji and Tonga. But uh, I think the Fiji game especially should be very entertaining. Um, I hope Fiji give a good account of themselves. Is, uh, is there any other news that I've missed, chaps?
1: Otherwise, uh, I'll no, be going to wrap uh, it just a uh, friendly reminder to everyone to tune the Junior Springboks game. There's Sorry. one today, junior isn't spring it? Junior Springboks game on Wednesday. Yes. yes. On Wednesday. Oh. and they are playing as Argentina and they seem to have picked more or less a, a full-strength side. Ooh, nice. the, the outside backs are still a bit weird, uh, but they didn't really pick too many, like, specialist outside backs. But, um, George Cunier is starting, he's the captain, and Jordan Hendricks, uh, he's, he's in the fly of the, the Lions. He's also starting. Uh, so, yeah. Started. Oh, and Jan, Jan Hendrik Bessel, Steve starting Okay.
0: Well, they've heard it from a horse's mouth. Uh, so check out the junior box for playing later this week. Um, I think that's it. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Elite Rugby Banter. I, I, sorry, I actually forgot to mention that Ben. <laughs> I forgot to mention Ben. As you see, he just wasn't able to make it this week, um, unfortunately. If anybody was wondering where he was, you know, just just also, so, so Ben, you know, I, I got your back. As well. Oh dear. Okay, Ren's Ren's a bit upset. Mm. So that's that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Elite Rabbi Banter. Um, if you have been listening, thank you very much for doing so. Matt, I'll start with you. Thanks for joining us. Much appreciated. Uh, always a pleasure. Oh, uh, always a pleasure being with you. Good sir. Uh, and then Alex, as well. Uh, thank thanks. thanks very much for being
1: here. Thank you. I uh, enjoyed it.
0: Good. No thanks. And especially um, one day I'll get the the, the difference between blind side and open side rides right, uh, and and the numbers. They'll be the record. They'll be the rapture. Like when I gonna get that point. Um, that's going to do it for this week. We will be back next week. Um, please take care. Cheers.